Welcome to episode six of Voices from the Northeast. This episode is a little bit of a first. I have had so many people want to contribute to this episode that I'm going to have to release it in two parts. Part one, which you're listening to now, I'm releasing on Friday night and it'll be available for you to listen to for as many times as you want after that. And then part two, I'm going to release on Saturday and again, that'll be available forever for you to listen to as many times as you like. This episode is all about the games we played when we were children and how we entertained ourselves. So without further ado, let's dive into the first memories. The first voice you're going to hear on the show tonight is a new contributor. This is Vince, and these are the games he played. What um, occurred to me is that, uh, yeah, there were a number of games we played, but behind them all... Um, they relied on our imagination. When we were kids, when I was a kid in the uh, 1950s, um, there weren't the the toys and the games around that um, uh, there are today. And um, uh, I was uh, an only child, so I didn't have brothers and sisters to play with. So a lot of the games I'm sure people will remember will be games that they played with uh, other kids. Um, mm. the, the, the likes of your, obviously your, your sports, your football, your cricket, etc. Um, and your um, uh, street games, um, like yes. your hopscotch and uh, skipping, etc. But um, I didn't always have access to uh, people to play with. So what, what I came up with was... Um, games that I could play in a in a solitary way and mm-hmm. um, being a kid in those days you needed um, you need to have a good imagination to uh, um, make the most of what you had so most of the stuff that I uh, played with uh, and most of the games that I played um, were, were things that um, I could uh, play on my own and one of the things that um, occurred to me was I found a way of um, playing cricket on my own. Oh, right. And uh, That sounds sounds ingenious just to have come up with a place. <laughs> <laughs> All I needed to play that was two pencils. And right. in those days, um, uh, all of the pencils that I had access to were the ones that were six-sided, the old hexagonal pencil. Oh, okay, yeah. And what I did was I, I got two of those, and on one pencil, I carved the number one, and then the number two, then three, then four. I missed out five, but I put six in, and on the final edge of the pencil, I uh, would write um, out. And then on the second pencil, I would write um, bold. Stumped, not out, LBW, caught, no ball. And then I could roll the pencil with the numbers on and get a score. Of course, I would, I would build up a team. Yeah. Uh, so I'd have a, a list of players and take them one by one and um, roll for the, uh, the first player and get a score 
or maybe out for a duck, whatever. Then mm. I would ring. Then I would run the uh, roll, roll the uh, the second um, pencil, and that would tell me whether he'd been bowled or whether he'd been stumped or, <laughs> or whether it was a not out. So wow, I hey, one, that I is that game for hours. That is really creative. <laughs> that is that is fantastic. Yeah, no, that is so good. I mean, like you say, that's a real you know, that's I mean, imagination and creativity and uh, problem solving. Yep. Um yeah. it's all of those things rolled into one. What a fantastic thing to do. Yeah. That's so great. Well we had to in those days, as I say, there weren't the uh, the ready made games and toys. You had to just invent your own. I did mm. um uh, one of the books that I wrote was the um, autobiography of Sissy Charlton, Bobby and Jack's mm. mother. And uh, she told me about a game that she played with her brothers um, when, when she was little. And that, I hadn't heard this one, uh, but she told me about it. And it, it was another one of these games which um, you needed nothing to play it. And uh, Well, you needed something, but it, it was just rubbish that you, could, you would find. And uh, the game was called Kit Kat. Has any of the other contributors no. mentioned that? Yeah, I don't think I've. No, I don't think I've heard this one right, yet. Well, no. Kit-Kat, the Go way on. you played Kit Kat was you you found a, a stick of some sort. Um, it could be an old chair leg, or it could be a broom shank, <laughs> or some sort of stick, which uh, mm-hmm. had obviously been thrown out or you'd found lying somewhere. Mm. Um, and then you needed uh, two other pieces of wood, one of them short and one of them long. The short piece of wood you would put on the uh, on the, the pavement um, or on the road, and then you would lie the longer piece on top of it, so it was like a seesaw. Right. And uh, on the the part of the seesaw that was touching the ground, you would place a stone on that bit of wood. Uh, or a, if you didn't have a stone, then another smaller piece of wood or anything that would just rest mm. on that uh, that length of wood. And then you would hit it as hard as you could with the stick. You'd hit the other end of the, uh, the, the seesaw. Uh, uh-huh. That would hurl the uh, stone or even a piece of coal would do. That would throw that into the air. And then you would hit it with the stick uh, as far as you could. <laughs> uh, that, was the, that was their game. And that was, that was Kit Kat. I have to admit, I was very impressed with Vince's ability to entertain himself as a child and come up with his own cricket game that he could play by himself. So clever. Okay, let's see whose memories are up next. I'm going to continue introducing new voices to the show now. This is Jacqueline, and Jacqueline's going to take us back to her school playground. Well then, I'm going to start at 1954 when I went to the North Infants. Um, in those days, a lot of the games involved either being chased or you chasing other people. <laughs> so one of the favourite games that the girls liked was Fairies and Witches. Ooh. It's a bit like sort of Tiggy on high and Tiggy out of the pie. And it just involved sort of a body chasing lots of girls who we call them fairies, elves, or whatever you want. Um, and when they were caught, they were put into a den, but it was called the pie. 
and the other friends of whoever was caught um, would try to rescue them out of the pie by touching their outstretched hands. <laughs> you had to be careful because the body could take them and then they were put into the pie. So that was quite, that was quite interesting. Oh, isn't that, do you know, that's so strange, isn't it? How, I mean, that game was obviously still played when I was at school, but it had changed. Well, yeah, but I mean, it was literally just called TIG and it was, you know, you'd be standing there saying, I can't move, I've been TIG. You had to stand <laughs> still when you got caught. And I think somebody had to run underneath your arms to untig you so you could run again. That was what your friend had to do. Um, yeah. But I just think it's fascinating that games like that, um, you know, are, are continuously played, but they just change a little bit or, yeah. you know, something. Yeah. Just something different. And I think in sort of in different parts of the Northeast, I think some of these games might be known by different names as well. Mm, definitely. They're basically the same, aren't they? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, in the winter, and I'm, I'm sure you must have done this as, lo- as, lo- as well as others, Squashy in the Corner. Now you see, I've heard I've heard this, but I do not remember playing this. But do do explain. Yes, well, I mean, when I was at school in the juniors, I can't ever remember being kept indoors if the weather was bad. You know, you went out to play regardless of the weather, and sometimes it was so cold that you you wanted a squash in the corner, and the more people that could squash you, the warmer you got, and when you fell out of the corner there was somebody else there to take your place or so you had to go at the back again and squash with that people. <laughs> but it was marvellous for just, for keeping yourself warm. Um, now, of course, everybody knows the farmers and his Dane. That was a good one. But we used to play in and out the Dusty Bluebells, but we called it Dusty Bloomers when I was yeah. <laughs> And that was, yeah, that was a good one for the girls because the girls all stood in a circle, they held hands, but they lifted their arms above their heads. And you had one girl would sort of weave in and out of the arms and they would sing the song. Um, uh, I mean, I can sing it if you want, Paul. Hey, why not? Go okay, on. Right, here it goes. In and out the dusty bloomers, in and out the dusty bloomers, in and out the dusty bloomers, you are my lady. Then they would stop and put their hands on a girl's shoulder. And then they would sing again. Um, pitter pitter patter on my shoulders, pitter pitter patter on my shoulders, pitter pitter patter on my shoulders, you are my lady. Then that girl would leave the circle and go with the original singer, you know, um, like join up as a team. And then the two of them would go in and out of the girl's arms, you know, and they would just stop at somebody else until there was nobody left. Um, but I think everybody's played leapfrog before. But there was one day I was playing leapfrog. And I was the one that was like bending over. And I remember the girl, they called her Anne Ritson. And it was her turn to jump over me. And she said, you'll not raise your head, Jacqueline. You'll not lift your head up. I said, no, no, I'll not. Promises you'll not lift your head up. Well, that's a silly thing to say, isn't it? You're oh, no. you want to lift your head up, which I did. Just at the time oh. she was going to jump over me back. 
So she went flying over Maypole and she bust her lip. So oh. that put an end to that, you know. Oh, damn it. <laughs> well, I mean, there was other ones, you know, uh, that other game sort of with your bowl and your skippy ropes and things like that. Yeah, I, well, no, I mean, they're all great because, I mean, one of the interesting things we've had so far is that there are some repetitions when I've asked different people about stories, but I like that there's lots of little ones that you've told me there. So I'm, I'm, I might not play all of them. I'll pick some of them out. Yes. Um, but that's that's really good. No, there's some really nice ones there. Yes. Um, um, and yeah, you know, Leapfrog, it's a funny one, isn't it? it? Part of what's interesting about doing the podcast with people is um, we take for granted um, that we remember playing something as simple as Leapfrog. Mm -hmm. But when you then share that memory with other people, somebody sits there and goes, eee, God, I remember yes, that. that. And suddenly something comes flooding back to them. Uh -huh, yes. I mean, great days, Paul. You know, um, when I look back, sort of um, like the 1950s, early 1960s were a great time, full of, of happy memories. And, well, being young, you didn't have a care in the world. Well, that's you true. Know? Yeah, so, that is uh -huh, true. Yeah. Definitely. Well, look, thank you very, very much. It is much welcome. appreciated. Um, and um, I, I'm going to I'll be editing this over the next couple of days and then it all goes online probably Friday night just before we do the quiz. It'll oh, go online right. so you can listen to it over the weekend. Right. Well, I look um, forward to that. <laughs> all right. I will speak to you again on Friday. Okay, then, then thanks, Paul. Take care. Take care, Thank you. Bye. You too. Bye. Bye. Oh, I am so sure that Jacqueline's stories there have put a smile on your face. They'll have brought back some wonderful memories, I'm sure. Squashy in the corner, anyone, on a cold day? The, the in and out of the dusty bloomers absolutely creases me because I just... You can just imagine kids singing that from either mishearing it or choosing deliberately to, you know, make the song sound almost a little rude. And who thought that leapfrog could be so dangerous? Although I suppose anyone that's seen kids running around a school guard would uh, would have thought that, actually. Right, let's see whose memories are up next. Now, we're going to go back to one of our regulars. This is Neil, and I can guarantee he's going to make you laugh. Saturday mornings, we're out there at nine o'clock. Everybody used to meet in the lane and decide what we're going to play. Now, one of the favourite games to be played in the lane was Cannon. Now, Cannon consisted of some very high-tech equipment. You had, to have, you had to have a tin can. Now, it didn't matter whether it was a bean can or a pea can or a carrot can. It didn't make any difference as long as it was empty. Now, you had to turn the can upside down so that the open end was on the on the bottom and the, the bit that still had the lid on was on the top. Now you had to get some sticks. Normally what we used to use was lollipop sticks because they were just a nice size and you could pick them up easy. What you did was you had two teams. One team had to knock the cannon over after the other team put the sticks on them normally with a tennis ball so that people didn't get hurt too much. So one team used to put the sticks on top of the tin and it was placed next to the wall. The team with the ball 
used to hit the, the tin can and send the sticks flying. The other team had to run across between two points, pick up the sticks and put them back on top of the tin. The team so, with the box. Oh, go on the point. No, go on, go on, go on. So, so when when did they have to? So they had to run across and pick these sticks up between each throw of the ball, or or how, well, how that went? Yeah, the the ball throwing team had to try and hit the opponents as they <laughs> ran across to pick the sticks up. <laughs> and of course, you had to have fielders because in them days the ball would bounce anywhere, especially if it hit one of the opponents. So you had fielders on both sides and you had the, the, the ball thrower opposite the tin can. So first of all, you had to run across and put the tin can back in place and then you had to pick the sticks up and put <laughs> them on top of the tin whilst trying not to get hit with the tennis ball. <laughs> if you were hit with the tennis ball, you were out. Ah. If you got all the sticks put back on top of the tin and you still had somebody in play, you would shout, Cannon! And you'd actually accomplished, you'd won the game. If, however, all the team were knocked out by being hit with the tennis ball, you were out and you had to start again. So that was canon. That's it. Now that's a good one, then Neil, because that's been mentioned a lot on the uh, I on the Facebook where I asked people to share their memories of games. Loads and loads of people commented with canon. Um, so I needed that described, particularly to me, but I'm sure to other listeners as well. Uh, my other listener, um, I think uh, that that's what, ah canon. Well done. I like that. Actually, I think I would I would have played that in my day if I'd known that game. It's. Uh... A team game, but of course now you see there's there's not there's not the children. I mean, there must have been better part of twelve, fifteen kids used to live in our in our street. So yeah. Saturday mornings, nine o'clock, we're all out there and we used to stay out there at lunchtime, go in for lunch, back out, back in for tea, back out until it was dark. And even when it was dark, we used to congregate around the lamppost and, uh, and we used to play Tiggy on High. Now, Tiggy on High, again, you had uh, you had somebody had to try and touch it. And if you got touched, you were out. But if you got on high, you were safe. <laughs> and normally the lamppost was what you call on high. So you could jump, if you jumped onto the lamppost, you couldn't be tigged. <laughs> and if if there was about six six of us, it was a bit of a job getting onto the lamppost, I can tell you. Because you were jumping you were jumping <laughs> on the top of people and people were throwing you off and you had to run away so as you didn't get touched or tigged by the uh, <laughs> by whoever whoever was the tigger. Not to be confused with a tiger. It was a yeah. tigger. <laughs> tigger. I like that. Oh yeah, no, no. T well, yeah, Tiggy on high or Tag on high. I can remember playing that still when we were little. I can remember that game, um, but mind you, there was only like four kids in my street when I was little, so it wasn't quite so. I can remember running around the streets, climbing on top of people's walls and stuff. Yeah, yeah. To get on high, so, uh, you had to get on high. It 
That was a good game. And it, we used to play that even when it was dark because we had the use of the lamppost. <laughs> and then, of course, we used to play cricket. We used to actually play cricket in the in the lane. Now, a strange fact, Paul, which I'm sure some of your listeners will know, but have never thought of till today, that it was quite strange. We used to use the top of a dustbin, the dustbin lid, a metal mm-hmm. one, as the wicket. Now, to stand the dustbin lid up, we used an upturned brick, a nine by three brick. And the uncanny fact of this is that the handle of the dustbin lid fit exactly on top of the nine-inch brick with the edge of the bin lid resting on the ground. Mm. Now, I'm not sure to this day whether the the designers designed the brick (laughs) first or the dustbin lid. (laughs) But but either way, the children uh, were enormously grateful. (laughs) That was it. It just fit exactly on top. And again, we used to, uh, two teams, cricket, but it was, uh, if you hit the ball over the wall, it was six and out. Yeah. And sometimes it was a bit difficult to get your ball back because in them days, there were still some miserable people and uh, <laughs> and there were, certain, there were certain doors you just didn't, you just didn't go in to ask for your ball back. <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes your ball got thrown back and it had been split <laughs> with a knife. Oh. That's the way it was in them days. But mostly, mostly people were okay. And I don't think there was that many windows actually ever got broken. <laughs> well, thank goodness for that. Also, I would imagine when you uh, when you do hit the the wicket, so the the tin uh, the bin tin lid must have made one heck of a noise when it went down. There was no question about whether you were in or out. When the ball hit the dustbin lid, it rattled. It bounced off the brick and it rattled. It went and you knew you were out. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, brilliant. Well, thank you very much, Neil. There, I mean, particularly for Canon, because I couldn't get, I, I, I had sort of tried to pick up and understand that from what people had said um, in their comments on Facebook. So, it's nice to have a live explanation of canon, particularly. Well, I just, and Tigon High, that's a memory for me as well. Yeah, <laughs> I just wonder if your listeners can remember playing Penky Fuller. Penky Fuller? Oh, go on, explain this yeah. one then. Penky Fuller was a game we used to play in the gutter. A panker was actually a ball bearing. Now, we used to get the ball bearings of various sizes from what dads from the pit. There were ball bearings, but we used to call them pankers. So what would they so what would they have been used for at the pit then before you got a hold of them, Neil? There were bearings. bearings. Oh, okay. Wheel right. wheel bearings. Wheel bearings, right. Yeah, yeah, wheel bearings. There were, as I say, various sizes. You could get them, oh, you could get them up to an inch, maybe even two inches with the real big ones. But there mm. were, you know, oh, if you had a big, if you had a big panker, ho oh, oh, ho, well, there you go. Well, yes. You were made. Pop- the only thing- popular in deals. Oh, so, yes. uh, what- you, were, you were very popular if you had big pankers. The only trouble was they didn't half wear your pockets down. 
I imagine so. So what was the game then? You're in the gutter with the Penkers and what are you doing? Yeah, it was normally, we used to normally play it when we left school. In my case, it was a North School. We'd leave the North School and we would play Penky Fuller on the way home. And what you had to do was, there was two you played the game and you bowled, that's through, you bowled your Penker, your ball bearing, doing, <laughs> doing, the, doing the gutter. And the opponent had to bowl his penker down and try and hit your penker. Now, if he did manage to hit your penker, he he got the penker. Um. But it wasn't as easy as you think because the gutters weren't exactly level. And, no. Uh, and of course, you had to look out for cars. Not that the, not that there was very many of them, but. You only got one try, and if your if your pinker often bounced over the other one, so you had to be very careful. And especially when you got near the drain hole, you had to bounce your pinker mm-hmm. because if you hey, if you lost your pinker doing the drain hole, that was it. You'd had it. You had to start again. <laughs> and that's why that's why sometimes it took me that long to get home because we used to play pinky fella. Saturday mornings gathering to play games with your friends. I can genuinely remember that. That was when school finished during the week and the weekend was all yours. Ugh, where did those days go? Canon. That was mentioned by so many people on Facebook, so it was really great to have Neil explain that game properly to me. Tiggy on High. Still played by many a child now, I'm certain. Bin Lids for Cricket Stumps. Noisiest game of cricket ever, I would imagine. And Penky Foller. Please get in touch with me if you can remember being late home from school because you were following your penker down the gutters. Another first for this episode. I'm going to read out some of the comments that people shared on Facebook when I asked people to share their memories of games they played back in the day. So, Michael shared playing squashy tomatoes in first school how nobody got injured more than a few scratches is amazing i'm going to assume that's something like squashy in the corner moon the cuddy was mentioned by alan two ball keep up hopscotch uh, tally ho to name but a few dawn also mentions uh, hopscotch kirby walking on tin cans with string to keep them on your feet I do remember my grandma setting that one up for me to play when I was little, down Catherine Street next to Hurst Park. Barbara, kick the can, knocky nine doors. She does mention that her favourite was tying two outside door handles together, then knocking on both doors to watch people try to get out. What a rebel. (laughs) Uh, Derek mentions leapfrog. Building dens with blades of straw. I do remember building dens. We used to go down the woods to do that with my friends. Amy mentioned her mum played Hoy the Knife. Now, I did have to ask for this because I said, um, please tell me this was a game with a target or some kind of distance activity. And she replied to tell me that you stood about two metres apart facing each other, throw a knife, something like a butter knife, nothing too sharp, um, to the side of your opponent... Uh, not too far out, as you'll give them a point. So they had to be able to just reach it, I think. Jennifer mentions squashy in the corner as well. Mike mentioned cannon, 
which is great because we've had the explanation from that from Neil. So I hope uh, hope that brought back memories, Mike. Dorothea mentions playing solo tennis against the wall in the back lane. I can remember doing that. Uh, Doug mentions Potsy, Marbles. Um, Brian mentions Kerbsy. Alison, uh, getting an old nylon, nylon off your mum, putting a tennis ball in it. Used to stand flat against the wall and swing it back and forth, bouncing the ball off the wall. <laughs> That's crap. That was loud. I'm sure the neighbours love that one. Munt the Cuddy is mentioned by Julie. Uh, Dawn mentions pinching Mam's washing line to play double Dutch. <laughs> uh, Tom mentions Penky Foller, Muggies, Chucks. Um, John, Heidi Bo Seek. Few people comment on that one and mention Heidi Boseek as well. Uh, Ross, love your version. Uh, Pat, I remember Fox and Hounds, Cannon, Tinny. Uh, Two Borley was mentioned by Val, Chucks, Heidi Boseek. And uh, Liz mentions on rainy days playing Battleships and Hangman. Julie used to love playing Curbsy and Conkers. I'm surprised we had a few mentioned of Conkers, but not as many as I thought. Sheila remembering hopscotch under the streetlight in the lane. Brian again, Munt the Cuddy, Cannon. Jean mentions painting grandma's walls in the yard uh, with baby milk tin full of water. Used to spend hours doing this. I can remember doing that with like buckets of water and a paintbrush. Uh, Dawn mentions skipping, roller skating, um, farmers in the den, big ship sails through the alley alley or. And Paul mentions hedge hopping. I'm sure his neighbours loved him. Um, Billy mentions playing Japs in English. I think maybe now we're just supposed to call it playing war. But um, that's definitely how most people I know call it. So don't worry there, Billy. Uh, Joyce mentions the whip and top. Chasey playing hot rice, rounders and hopscotch. Um, Marie mentions marbles and penkers. Carol kicking the can and rounders just wonderful so good thank you so much to everybody for sharing those memories that's some of them and i will try and share a few more from the facebook page in part two gosh we are at the end of tonight's show but remember this week the show is going to air over two days so you get an extra dose of memories again tomorrow evening my thanks for this episode definitely go to Vince and Jacqueline for being new contributors, as well as Neil for sharing more memories. If you'd like to share a memory on the show, please drop me an email at podcastnortheast at gmail.com. Just send me an email with your name, maybe tell me something you'd like to talk about, and um, I'll get in touch and we'll see if we can sort out doing a short interview over the internet. Coming up tomorrow night in part two of this episode, we're going to be talking about Munt the Cuddy, skipping games, singing games, and so much more. Join me then, but until then, stay safe and well, everybody. I'm going to let local musician Billy Foster play us out tonight, having kindly donated his song Ashington Remembered to the show. Enjoy. It's a group for me With the pictures and the stories 
of the weird that it used to be. The biggest mine and tool in the world with works second to none. With a thriving community, where is it all gone? We had the pits somewhat broken, 24 hours a day. The miners were open shift forward. For a good DSP. The wives would stay at home and prepare some proper food. Like broth with leeks and studies. Man, it tasted good. Passion, but Mary, that's a good for me. The pictures and the stories of the weird that it used to be. Our house, I think we have more. There were hours open the door. Read up on the white shop cultures, but saddest on the floor. Doctors for our pasties, where the Andersons for our pork. Neonards for our sweets and newspaper, before we went home. Kids would be in the baggage. Tennis balls and tins. But we played football until it was dark, and the gold was swung here from dustbins. Lassies playing skippy or too bally against the wall. When you knew it was time to gain yet, when your mother gave a cow. Remember the subtle how? By the lovely Grand Hotel. Somebody Margaret and Woolworths, the Owl Shops the Will, and the Jazz Bands marching on Carnival Deer, and the Sound of the Congry Brass Band. I remember it just like it was yesterday, eating tiny little grand. I shouldn't remember that, not something for me. Brown pictures and stories. 